Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from wherever you are listening from. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Bestselling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 79 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. You can join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community, and never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya app, Google Play Music app, Pandora, and you can join us on our YouTube channel, Life Transformation Radio. If you're going to subscribe, please leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think of the show. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, and other amazing human beings who are impacting everyone around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, you can call us up at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the, to the show my guest and friend, Patty Farmer. Patty, it is a complete honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Sean. I'm really excited to be here. I am super pumped. Uh, we've known each other on Facebook for quite some time. It's probably one of the first speaker groups that I joined on my speaking path. Uh, probably like a year, two years, like two years now, something like that. I mean, it's been a while uh, that I've been a part of your amazing Facebook group, and uh, and I've been following you for just as long, and you were just absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love that. And you actually worked for my magazine, too, So, and that was one of our I most did. popular articles, by the way. Oh, what? Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love that. What I like is that you have so much to give, and I love not only surrounding myself and being a part of their lives, but that I can bring them onto a platform like this and really showcase your brilliance because I see you all the time posting and the content and your dreams and what you plan on doing and how you're, uh, you know, with the magazine and it's just, and the podcast now, it's just, I, I look at myself and I'm like, am I doing enough? <laughs> like, am I, 
am I like, who am I trying to keep up with? Right. Like, am I, am I doing enough? And then I see what you're doing and it's just like, yes, like everything. Yes. You're doing a lot, Sean. You're really doing a lot. So I don't think nobody should ever ask, are they doing enough? They just need to do what's right for them. It's true. Yep. That's a good piece of advice to start the show with. Absolutely. The title of this episode is Attract and Convert Your Ideal Clients with Marketing Strategist, Patty Farmer. She is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and event producer, and works with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and speakers to attract and convert their ideal clients so they can make a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank account. Patty believes we all have a message, and her mission is to help them master their marketing, leverage the media, and monetize their business in a way that creates transformation for both them and their clients while designing a lifestyle they want to live. Every link in social media is on inside the show notes. You can go to Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, PattyFarmer.com to learn more, and she has a free gift. For the listeners, if you go to marketingmediamoney.com, she has a free gift for everybody that she'll talk about towards the end of the show. And Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, and YouTube right there. Connect with Patty. Let her know that you had listened to an episode that she was on of Life Transformation Radio. And go and subscribe to her podcast, which is absolutely phenomenal. Go subscribe. Join her group. It is absolutely amazing. Patty, the first question I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question we could ever ask ourselves, is why? Why do you do what you do? I would say that the reason why I do what I do is for time freedom. That is the most important okay. thing for me, and that is why I believe we need to design the lifestyle we want to live and then build a business that supports that lifestyle, not the other way around. So for me, it is all about time freedom. Wow. Okay. I like that. I was just talking to somebody and I put out a post earlier today and I talked about how I'm asked all the time, uh, what do I think about the hustle and grind and, and all of that people call it hustle porn, the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world. They're like 80 hours a week domination. And I think that you should do what's best for you. I think that you should do whatever is in your heart that makes you happy within the law and within the relationships that you're in. I know a lot of people who have gotten divorced. I know a lot of people who have lost relationships and close loved ones because they were workaholics. That's all they wanted to do. They wanted to build a business or they wanted to stay at work. So what I tell people is that you must do what's best for you because you can't give from an empty cup. However, because you can't give from an empty cup, someone has to be filling your cup as well because you're expending all this energy. So you have to have respect for the relationships around you while you are – and what we talked about, like, am I doing enough? You know, And you said you're already doing a lot. So I have to keep that in mind, and it's really a reminder for me as well as I start adding another podcast that I'm going to start hosting. And then I just talked to somebody over the weekend – and we came up with a third podcast idea that is so far niched, nobody's doing it. And I was like, man, it's going to be a huge moneymaker. And then my wife was like, dude, no, come on, come on. 
Like you're already like, come on. No. So at that point, I got to have respect for the relationship and say, nope, that's going to be at home. Well, I think that one of the things that I always like to tell my clients is that you need to remember first and foremost, that you're the CEO of your company. It doesn't matter what kind of company company it is, whether you're a personal trainer, whether you're a speaker, whether you have a marketing company, a fitness company, you know, it doesn't make any difference what kind of business it is. The minute you take ownership and say, I am the CEO, it means you own your calendar. And so I think that is really, really important for people to remember. So for me, I do have a very important time thing because, you know, I do a lot of things, right? I do a lot of things. But with that said, when people say to me all the time, Patty, like you're everywhere, you're doing everything. How do you balance all that? I balance it and it starts with my calendar. And so, for example, Sean, I don't do anything on Monday except for work for myself. On Monday, I work for my number one client and my number one client is me. On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I work long hours for my clients. So I'll put in a 10-hour day on those days. On Friday, I work until noon doing things in the morning. So nothing happens on my weekend. At noon, it becomes all about Patty. That's Patty time, whether I'm having a massage, get my nails done, go and have lunch with a friend. And on the weekends, it's all about my family. So I have it very, very clear when opportunities come to me to make sure that they fit properly into my calendar so that I can show up for myself, for my clients, and for my family. Yep, I love it. I don't do anything on the weekends either. It's my time with the family. I don't take any phone calls unless I absolutely have to, but I've already cleared it with the wife first. You know, I had a conversation with somebody over the week. I was, hey, you know, we're going to talk real quick. She's like, yeah, we're not doing anything right this second. But, you know, we were getting ready to go somewhere. And I said, hey, man, I've got 20 minutes, man. Let's let's talk. I got to do some grocery shopping. Got to go get some stuff for Super Bowl, you know, whatever. And uh, we just got to talking. And she's like, all right, let's go. We got to go. I was like, hey, man, I got to go. Um, you know, we'll finish, couple seven, uh, finish up the conversation next week. But, uh, you know, great talking, you know, all that. And I, I got to be respectful of my wife's time because she lets me have all the time during the week, you know, Monday through Friday. So, so that, it's I mean, I don't get it's like 80 hours a week and what's that? It's a balance. It's definitely a balance. Mm-hmm. Abs- oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. So let's talk about that. What is a transformational moment? That happened to you that changed your life and put you on the path to what you're doing today? There was two pivotal moments for me. The first pivotal moment was in 2008. I owned a marketing company and I owned a mortgage company, brick and mortar. And we all know what happened in 2008, right? That's when everything went crazy. But right before that, right before that, my husband, we lived in Las Vegas. My husband came home and said that he was getting transferred and we were going to move to Dallas. And literally I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, he was like, yes. And I was like, oh, so lucky for us, I was able to sell my company before everything happened. But when we moved to Dallas, I remember that as I sat in our home waiting for our furniture to be delivered while it was snowing, in Dallas, no less, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, what in the world am I going to do? I lived in Las Vegas for 35 years. I built both my businesses there. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I sat there and had that kind of pity party moment. 
And then all of a sudden I thought to myself, Patty, you're in the people business and you just moved to a Metroplex. You know, Dallas Fort Worth is a Metroplex and you don't know anybody, zero people. So rather than feeling sorry for yourself, put your big girl panties on. And this is an opportunity for you to go out and, you know, meet new people. So I got up, I walked over to the refrigerator and on a post-it note, I wrote 100,000. And when my husband came home, he said, what is this? And I said, I made a decision today. In one year, I'm going to connect with 100,000 people and I'm going to make $100,000. My husband said, I love it. I did it in nine months. So that was really pivotal for me. But then within that mm -hmm. time, a second thing happened. And that changed the trajectory of my business forever, which was I decided to become a speaker. And at that moment, I did not want to be a speaker. I just knew that I really should add that to my marketing strategy. And I had a friend. It was really kind of funny, but I had a friend who asked me if I would come and speak. And I said, no. And she said, no, Patty, I really need you to do this for me. And so I went to her event. She told me I had to speak for like 30 minutes on networking, which was like a no-brainer. But then when I got there, she told me I had to add 30 more minutes because the person who was speaking after me wasn't going to be able to show up. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? And then she told me they were going to video it. I mean, literally, it was like, whoo, it was like kind of being just thrown to the wolves. But when I got on that stage, at the end of that one hour talk, 35 people came up to me and asked me how they could work with me. And I went home and I said, I I'm going to become a speaker and I'm going to be the best speaker that I can. And then three days later, I went out and I said, okay, I'm going to be a speaker. Who knows? Like who can introduce me to people so I can speak? Like this is how I did it because I didn't know any better. And I had a friend that called me that night from London, England and said, Patty, we had somebody who had their appendix burst. Can you get on a plane tonight? We'll pay you $10,000 if you can get on a plane tonight and talk to us about how to get leads from LinkedIn. I said, okay. I got on a plane. I wrote my speech on the way. I went over to London. I gave that speech, got three more international gigs, and I was an international speaker the first week. Jeez, that's awesome. That is super cool. That's how it happens. I always say that happened by accident, but it happened because, and people say, really, Patty, why do you think that happened? I said, it happened because I said, yes, I made the decision, right, that I was going to say yes. Yep. Say yes and figure it out. That's how the most amazing moments happen is by saying yes and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by other speakers. And then I just said, you know what? If I want to become the best speaker that I can, I'm surrounded by speakers. I'm already in marketing, right? I knew how to leverage media. So I just started interviewing speakers and I said, I'm going to learn it. And I did. And that was eight years ago that I really started speaking professionally and the rest, they say, is history, and at least 50 yep. to three-fourths of my income comes from speaking. So I think that if I had not made that decision back then, I don't know what I would have done, but I know that wow. now everything else that I do comes from that. Wow. You know what I, what I love is speaking is not only fun, but is a great way to get leads. And it's a great way to get more business. The best way. 
like instant credibility. I mean, if you think about it, it's instant credibility. It really is. And I think not just that, but it's a great way to help people shorten their learning curve, to create transformation for people on the spot, to make a big impact, to be able to serve in a way that you can't in any other way, really, and to really be able to do it in a short period of time. So I think speaking is a great marketing strategy if it's for you. It's not for everybody, but if it is, it's a great way. And I got to tell you, when you said it was fun, I think that's funny because when I first started speaking, I didn't think it was fun. And for the first year that I was a speaker, before I got on stage, I was violently ill every single time. But I'd made a decision. Oh, wow. And so I just kept doing it anyway until it, I stopped. I stopped getting sick and all of a sudden it was like, oh. I don't even know how it happened. All of a sudden, I, I loved it, and it worked for me. But sometimes, you know, people yeah. look at speakers, and they think, oh, it's so easy. You know, oh, you can do it, but I can't do it. Oh, believe me. It wasn't mm. always this way, <laughs> right? It, you know, you have to make a decision, and you have to do the work. I've been speaking since 2009. I was a drill instructor from 2009 to 2013. I spoke at high schools. I spoke at colleges. I spoke at... Different places. 2014 to 2016, I was conducting resilient seminars and trainings and suicide awareness briefings. And I was working for a professional seminar company teaching leadership and suicide awareness. I still, to this day, right before I get on stage, I still get nervous and I still get butterflies. To this day. I think it's a good thing. But what I've well, but what I've learned is that you have to reframe the feelings that you're feeling. If you're super nervous about to go on stage for anything, for anything, you're super nervous. It's a big stage, whether it be a talent show, comedy club, which I suggest every speaker start doing stand-up, stand-up comedy, just saying. It reminds me that I feel a certain way that I have to reframe it. I'm not scared. I'm excited. My heart is beating because I'm excited because I get to do what I love. And, and, and the more I reframe what we think are negative emotions, my palms are sweating, my pulse is racing, my heart's pumping. I'm, you know, my knees are knocking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like, you know, most of that nervousness comes from your fear of people judging you. So take it away from them. Like, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I'm happy. I have gratitude. You know, whatever, and start doing those things. That's what's helped me overcome that that stage fear over the years. I love that. I love that a lot. I think that it's really important for you to reframe things. I think the thing that worked for me when I reframed it was actually coming to the realization and telling myself it isn't even about me. When you're up on the stage, it's never about you. It is always about them. And once I got really clear on that, When I step on the stage, my thoughts before I get on stage is that I just want to, you know, say what I need to say. So somebody in that audience that needs to hear it, that I say it and I say it in the way they need to receive it. It's never about me and it is always about them. I think it takes away the fear then when you know that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the head nods. You ever get the head nods in the audience and you start focusing on that person and they're just in your space? Right. It could be the first row, it could be three rows, it could be five rows back. When you see somebody kind of head nodding and they're in it with you, 
and then you lock on and you start talking to that person and then they, you start head nodding back at them. You know, like I'll acknowledge people in the middle of the audience. Like, I love that you're head nodding right now. I love the fact that you're so in tune with what I'm saying. And that's what I look for. And that's, that feels good for me. And then I'll continue on with whatever I was talking about. You know, just acknowledging that person for, for giving me their best. Because sometimes I see people that are on the phone, they're checking their watch, they're fidgeting in their chair, you know, and they're not really paying attention or they're having a side conversation. The head nods are the best. I search for the head nods. <laughs> yeah. That's I my love currency. That. I love that. And when you just kind of, your eyes just connect with someone and you just know. Yeah. And that's what I love about always leaving space in my talk. So like if they want me to talk for an hour, I always just plan for like 50 minutes or 45 minutes because I just know that I know that I know that somewhere in that talk, somebody is going to look at me and I'm going to feel that connection and know that they need me to expand on that a little bit, or they need me to add this on here, or they need me to go here. And I don't want to be so tied into my talk that I want to be able to serve them to the best of my ability. And so I think that when you are a speaker and you know what you do, right, you know, your content, you don't have to stay like, oh, no, I can't go here because my next point is supposed to be this, right? We're there to serve. And when we're there to serve, I think it's really, really important when you can connect with somebody and just know that they need you to go in this place or that place. And I love being able to do that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> like, that's like the, like, if you had to write out like a speaker description of how you know you're successful, it's that. That right there. I like that a lot. I just think it's important. Very, very important. Oh, 100%. 100%. So tell us how you now, you, you have your why that's in front of you, that transformational moment that changed your life. Now you're on the path. How do you elevate? How does Patty Farmer elevate the world around her? I think one of the ways that it's really important to me to elevate the people around me is to just know that for me, it is really all about serve, not sell, right? So if you lead with contribution, compensation will always follow, right? But you have to lead with contribution. So one of the things I always like to say is that the only difference between a contact and a contract is the R, and the R is really about building relationships, right? So when you build a relationship yep. with someone, it's really easy to go to the next step, right? It's really easy to elevate because when you build relationships with people, it's all about, okay, this is how I served you, but what's next? What else do you need? What's the next thing that you need. And the biggest thing, of course, is to just ask them. I have to tell you, every single thing that I have done from doing my own events, right? I mean, next year, we're going to be doing an event in Italy, which is super exciting yep. for me. And, you know, um, for all of Very those cool. things, it's because I listened to what my audience said that they would like from me next. So a lot of times we get caught up in what we think we should do, but the reality really is you need to sell it first and then create it. So ask your audience, the people you serve, what is it that they need from you? Because I'm going to tell you, Sean, people say to me all the time, oh my gosh, buddy, how do you do all this? You're doing a magazine and you're doing this and you're doing that. But the reality for me is I do one thing, which is marketing and media. 
I just do it in a lot of different ways, you know, so whether I'm speaking or writing or doing an event or publishing a magazine, it's all about marketing and media. It's not like I have the second job or I'm doing, you know, five different things. It's the same thing in a completely different way. And it isn't any different than how other people like to receive. Think about it. Some people like to read. Some people, you know, want to have it be oral, right, communication. Some people want text. Some people want to talk yeah. on the phone. People want to receive it different ways. So all I am is asking them how do they want to receive it and giving it to them in as many ways as I can, which really means leave a contribution. For sure. No, I 100% agree with that. So many times on social media, I'm sure you are the same way, get contacted. Oh, I see that you're a speaker. I have a program. I was like, do you understand that? I teach people how to do that stuff. Like I have my own programs and they're like, Oh, do you like this? And do you like this? And they're like automatically instant message in the sale. Like you didn't even build a relationship. Like I would never do business with someone that does that. Me either. You went right in for the sale. So I, I don't know. Most people that I've done business with is because I know them. Um, I've built a relationship with them. I feel like I'm comfortable, you know, working with that person or, or, or whatever. And, and last week, somebody who's been following me for two years was like, I was actually waiting for you to fail, but you don't seem like you're going away. And you have a lot of great content. I just want to see if you were flashing the pad or not, but uh, you know, I'd love to work with you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they're like waiting for, they're like, I thought you were to fail. And I didn't want to like put too much into you know, into you or whatever I want to invest, you know, if you weren't going to stick around, if you weren't the real deal. I'm like, ah. You know, that's really funny. Want, like, that's funny. Yeah. Like one week, somebody will be a Bitcoin expert. The next week, they're CBD oil. And the next week, they're building a speaker business. And the next week, they're back into the CBD oil and blowing that up. And then the next week, they're into like this, this other thing and this other thing and this other thing. And it's like, dude, you cannot be just one person. That's about being the switching, CEO again, like I switching. talked about in the very beginning. You know, how important it right. is to step into that. You know, I think it's funny that you said that story because when my husband and I moved again after we moved to Dallas for a brief time, he got yeah. transferred again for 18 months. We're back in Dallas now, but for like 18 months, we were. And when I moved to another town, now I'd already done this before. It's like I already knew what I was supposed to do. But in this town, I was living in Albuquerque, they hadn't had an event. They had, nobody had done a conference wow. there. And I was like, really? So I decided oh, that I was wow. going to do this conference. I was going to do it in four months, and I didn't know one single person. But I'd already learned <laughs> what to do when I first moved to Dallas, right? right? So what happened was I did this conference. We had 130 people come. We had the wow. mayor come. It was, like, amazing. And what was so funny is all the people said to me, you know what, Patty, we didn't think you were going to be able to do it. And I was like, what? Because they were all right there with me. And I was like, what do you mean you didn't think I was going to do it? They're like, you were so excited about it. And you just kept telling us you were. So we were just like, okay, but we didn't think you were going to do it. And I thought that was so funny. So then when I did it, they were like, wow, Patty. It was just really funny because people will think that you will fail. And I just like want to be able to say to those people, watch me. Right. (laughs) You know, just watch me. That's okay. And I just like what you said, I've had people come years later or months later and they've been watching you and then they finally come to you and say you know what i'm ready now 
which really just goes to show you that people are going to hire you when they're ready, not when you're trying to sell them. So there's a lesson in that, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And what, what really sticks out about that is being consistent. When you are consistent and you consistently deliver value, People notice it. How many times I've been told, like, man, I love your content. Like, but you, like, I went back and looked. You never comment and you never react to it. Like, I don't get nothing. Like, oh, yeah, I usually don't. Like, I don't like it. Like, ah, you can't shoot me a like. (laughs) You know, can't can't let me know that you saw it. (laughs) Like, no, nothing. I got nothing. And they're like, no, I just don't. Interesting. And sometimes people watch because it's not that they want you to fail, but because they're not really doing anything or they don't feel very successful, they want to watch it. It's not that like they're actually hoping that you're failing, but it's just that they're not really living their dream, right? They're not stepping up. They're not making that decision. And so they're watching you because if you fail, it would make them feel better because they're not stepping up. So when you step up and they see you succeed, they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe if I, you know, did some of the things that Sean's doing, or maybe if I hire him, right? Because I always like to say to people all the time, you can't ask somebody else to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in you. And I've had people yeah. say, well, you know what, I'm selling this program for $5,000, and like nobody's buying. And my first question is, have you ever wrote a check for $5,000? And they'll be like, no. I'm like, well, then how can you? you know, in integrity, think that you're going to be able to sell it. You can't ask other people right. to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in you. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Absolutely nailed it. Speaking of that, in order to get into those programs, we have to have clients. And the episode is about, and what we're talking about is attracting, then converting your clients. What I always say to people about attracting and converting is stop it. Literally, they're like, oh, I got to get these clients. Gotta get... I'm like, stop it. Stop. Just, just stop. Nurture your audience that you already own. Everybody is so concerned with getting new clients, attracting new clients, getting new clients, securing new clients, invoicing new clients. What are you doing with the ones that you already have? Yeah, you're going to provide a service or whatever you're going to provide, but make it longer than just a month or two months or make it a six months. You know, do business long term. Have them stay with you. Do things that make one of people want to stay with you. So what do you say about that? You know, I, I'm all about nurturing your existing audience versus spending and, and whatever to get these new clients that may or even not may or may not even buy what I'm selling. I love that. So here's what I'm going to say about that. I agree with you 100% nurturing the people you have, because when people are reading their emails, they have one finger on the delete button, right? So it's all about what's the stick mm-hmm. strategy, right? What are you going to do to get them to stick around? Yeah. That's about nurturing. But attracting and converting your ideal clients, the number one thing is to be really clear who your ideal client is. Because one of the things that people worry about a lot, I hear it all the time, is, oh, I really have to be really clear on who my target market is. 
Well, I think that's really important to know who your target market is, but it's only step one. The reality really is what you need to know is who is your ideal buyer, right? Because your yeah. ideal you know, target market is just someone who has a problem that you have a solution to, but your ideal buyer, that is someone who has a problem, you have a solution, but they're actively looking for that solution, which changes everything. Yes. And even in our speaking world, where we're talking a lot about yeah. in this conversation, it is really, really important there too. A lot of people worry about getting butts in seats. I worry about getting buyers in seats, right? It's all about, are you talking right. to the right people? Right? It's not about just talking to a person. It's about build the relationship. And then you have to have conversations with them to find out what the problem is. I've had people who have a conversation with me for two minutes, and then they tell me all the solutions they can provide. And I really want to say, you don't even know what my problem is yet. Right? And so uh, I right. think that is really important, right, is to really know, yeah. ask questions. Here's what I'm going to say is the best networking ROI you're going to get is when you're not talking. <laughs> huh. Okay. How so? Because you should be listening, right? You know, ask good questions and then stop talking and listen to them. They will tell you what it is that they need, right? They're going to talk about things. You need to ask the right questions, right? You know, I mean, really, honestly, people need to get away from asking people what they do, right? I mean, oh, so what do you do? That's always like the first question. I always teach all my clients to never ask that question. Ever, 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 you never want to ask anybody what they do. What you really want to ask someone is who do they serve? If you know who they serve, now it's not about them. Now it's about the people that they serve. I always right. just want to know who it is they serve. So I always like to flip that switch. It's less like what you said. It's reframing it. But yeah. the reality of it is to attract your people you're right. You probably already know them. You probably know enough people in your life right now to make seven figures if you just knew the right marketing strategies, right? But converting them is really all about listening, knowing what their problem is, having a solution for them, and then leverage, leverage, leverage. Everything we need to do is we need to leverage, and people don't. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. 100%. My word for 2020 is maximize. I want to maximize every opportunity. I want to maximize every speaking engagement, every podcast episode. How do I maximize the appearance? How do I maximize the outcome that could happen by me doing these activities? And, and I've noticed a big difference in the way that I, that I operate. Yeah, your word kind of goes long term. My word this yeah. year is momentum. So maximizing momentum uh, okay. go together really well. See, that for me, it's really year. about momentum. How do you create that? Every single thing you do, from being a guest yep. on a podcast, speaking on a stage, how do you create the momentum and leverage that so it leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? You have to have momentum. Yep, absolutely. And I that, that was my word last year. My word last oh, year nice. was momentum. So this year it's maximized because I wanted, um, I, I I wanted that for myself, you know. So like I got I gotta I gotta I gotta have momentum. I have to have I have to personally have that momentum. I got I gotta get the ball rolling. I gotta start pushing that thing down the hill. But once it starts going down the hill, it's gonna pick up speed. So now I gotta maximize on everything that I've already created. I gotta maximize it. 
maximize on each and every opportunity. So it, it's great to, you know, it's great to be on stage, but you and I both know how many people flop on stage, not because they're not a great speaker, because they didn't capture the audience. And there's simple little subtle things that you can do to really capture the hearts and minds of that audience. And if you don't do it, you're going to be far behind. Or if you did somewhat do that, then you may be losing money or leave a lot of money on the table because maybe you didn't give them a free gift to get them into your email list to them, you know, start, start nurturing them. You know, there's a big, there's a big opportunity missed. So well, I think a lot there's of a lot of things that people do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yep. But yes. the, like people just don't know true. that though. They just, they just don't know. Well, I think the number one thing, the number one marketing strategy I would say for people is you need to know how to monetize your business. And every single thing you do, you have to know how you're going to monetize it. You may not be able to monetize it from minute one, but you need to have the plan to know. Every new thing I take on before I even do it, I already know what my strategy is going to be on how I'm going to monetize it. And I think that is really important. That's how you're going to be able to leverage And you have to be able to monetize. Otherwise, you're just being busy just to be busy, right? So there's activity and then there's productivity, right? They're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think this whole thing about working on your business, not in your business, or in your business, not on your business, you know, this whole thing, you know, whatever. All I just tell everybody is, you know, you do what you need to do to make it work. Whatever it is. You need to hire somebody. You need to do it yourself. You do it because ultimately you can never expect anybody to work on your business as much as you want to work on your business. Absolutely. That's just my opinion. I agree with you. So here's what I want to do. I want to talk about that free gift, the marketingmediamoney.com. What can the listeners expect by getting that free gift? So what we do is we talk to industry experts and global influencers who generously share their knowledge, proven strategies, behind the scenes secrets on what's working now in your business. Not five years ago, not two years ago, but what is working now. So this will help you to scale your business. I always like to say, get the magazine. It doesn't cost you anything, but your business will thank you. <laughs> it, it can't get much clearer than that. It's like you've marketed before. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. You know, which brings me to another point that I just thought about. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I got my marketing campaign ready to go," and I look at the campaign. It's like sell, 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 sell. You didn't give any value. You didn't teach anything. You didn't even give them a promise. You just said buy my stuff, pretty much. That's not marketing. That's selling. Exactly. Exactly. And they really need to work on how they're going to market. But really, marketing means you have a strategy. And once you have that strategy, then you have to leverage. And after you leverage, you have to monetize. They all work together. There's like the three circles together. And in that intersection of those three things is really where sales happen. But sales doesn't happen until you serve. You cannot sell until you serve. And I think that's what's really important. People get it backwards, right? You yep. serve, and then you sell. So 
I think it's very important to get that right and in the correct order. We'll talk about that real quick because there's a, there's some people that I go back and forth all the time, you know, and they'll be like, hey, you should speak at my event. Yep, would love to. Would love to speak at your event. Like, awesome. Would love for you to come serve my audience. Yep, that'd be awesome. Like, cool, it costs 2500 to speak on my stage. I'm like, that's not that's, – that's serving you. I'm not – I would rather give the 2500 to your audience, not to you. That's not, that's not serving those. Well, you know – you got to serve the audience and, you know, whatever you serve by selling. And I just, I'm completely against that. Just because you sold something doesn't mean it's going to serve them. Cause I know a lot of people that buy things online from influencers and it literally is not what they need. And so ask your, you know, this ask, ask your group, how many of you in 2019 paid for a course and didn't even finish or didn't even open it. Did that serve uh, that them? number would be Did... staggering, Sean, for people to realize. Personally, myself, I have had things that it has happened to me that I thought, ooh, that's really good. Now, in my case, because I'm in marketing, I also a lot of times buy things so that I can look at things and take the them apart and see how they work for my clients. But with that said, I think it is really, really important when, before somebody is going to write a check for them to really figure it out. Because a lot of times what people are looking for is they're looking for the magic bullet, right? What they're looking for is like, oh, if I write this check, this is going to be like everything I need that's going to get me to where I need to go. And they don't think about the work. They don't think about, well, is there anything that you're going to need to do with that? Or you're going to have some time that you're going to have to implement? You know, do you even have, a, I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into it. And so sometimes people are just scared, right? They're like, oh, I'm at the end of my rope. I need to, I need to do something. And I think that is really, really important that if they were going to spend money on a program and they don't know how they're going to get from A to B, they'd be better off hiring a coach that can help them before they invest and invest yep. in that rather than invest in a program. Yep. And then they have to try to figure it out themselves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on top of that, I would also say, if you're going to invest in hiring somebody, don't hire somebody who hasn't done what you want to do, isn't where you want to be, and isn't making the money you want to make. Absolutely. That's my criteria Uh, when I hire someone. (laughs) Yep, I said that for years. Hire the people who are doing what you want to do, making the money you want to make at the level you want to make it at. Exactly. That's who you want to hire. That's it. That's who you want to hire. And there, too many people I know, and this, this this is crazy. Do you know how many people I know that call themselves influencers? I call them Facebookpreneur. They're influencers and they're entrepreneurs and they're making all this money, whatever. And I know for a fact that they have a side job. They they are a full time job. They have a full time job and all that social media stuff that they talk about is all on the side. But they won't tell you that. They'll tell you about how they're awesome. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just tell them? They're like, nobody wants to hear about my FedEx job. I'm like, absolutely they do. They want to hear about your FedEx job and how you're transitioning from one job into a full-time entrepreneurship. But no, you're lying to them. And well, be all so many can say that. There's a lot of people in that, same, in that same set of circumstances, too. And they want to hear from somebody who's doing it, right? So if they're thinking, yep. oh, my goodness, I yep. need to do plan B while I'm waiting for it to become plan A. Right. That's okay. Yep. As long as you're not trying to tell somebody you're already here, you're not telling the truth. Yep. Right. Right. hundred percent. Social proof. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Amazing. 
Patty, you are a rock star. Love, love, love everything you have going on. Let's do a takeaway. What is the one thing you want the audience to know and understand after listening to this episode? I think if I were going to understand one thing, it's what I said earlier, which is lead with contribution. Compensation will follow. Very, very important. Build relationships. If you build relationships, your network is your network, right, is very, very important. But if it's built on service and relationships, your network will become your retirement account. Boom. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Patty, this has absolutely been phenomenal. Thank you so much for spending time with me and my listeners today. And I wish you the best in 2020. Thank you so much, Sean. It was a pleasure to be here. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If anything has resonated with our conversation between me and Patty Farmer today on Life Transformation Radio, please subscribe to her podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and connect with her at Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, PattyFarmer.com. And I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.